Hello, welcome to the OSU Sports Extra podcast. Uh, This is a bonus edition uh, that Dean and I are doing today. I'm Patrick Prince, joined by Dean Rule. Uh, and of course, Dean, how how luck would have it, almost the minute we get done with our weekly podcast yesterday, the news of Derek Mason comes out that he is going to step down after one year uh, in Stillwater. So you and I thought we'd kind of regroup and do a little bonus podcast today and kind of chew on that a little bit. Uh, so Derek Mason out after one year. Uh, did that did that surprise you? Yeah, Patrick, we uh we've proven that we have impeccable timing on on these types of things. Um, but to answer your question, I don't think it's surprising because I think if you asked me last year when they hired him back in January, I probably would have said this is a, a short-term option. Uh and, and I think that way for a couple reasons. Um, one is I think when you have somebody like Derek Mason who had success as a as a defensive coordinator at Stanford then elevated up to a head coach role for the better half of a decade to then, I think not just for Derek Mason, but I think for anybody to then take that step back down to just a coordinator role is hard. I think you're always going to kind of be wanting when's the next head coaching job coming. And, you know, Patrick, you as a, just think about you as an editor, you know, if, if somebody said, Oh, Patrick, how about we move you back down to beat reporting? Not that you wouldn't be happy with it, but it's a change. It's an adjustment. And it's probably not something that you would see as a long-term solution. Um, so I think that that's that that stands out. And I think for anybody out there, whatever job you're working, think about taking a step down. What would that look like? And do you really think that's that's uh, sustainable? And and I think most people would say no. So I point to that first. And you know, he even flirted with NFL offers last season before eventually coming to OSU. And then I think the other big tell was. He only signed a one-year contract. Uh, you know, it, it initially was thought it was going to be two years. And, and so I was kind of in my head when he got signed, it was he's going to be here for two years and, and then move on. Um, but other than that, I think what you really see with Derek Mason is just somebody who is ready to kind of just take a step back for a little bit and then see where things are at. And, and he very well could come back to Oklahoma State, Patrick. Who knows? Oh, Really? He he might come back to OSU. Would clarify that for me. Yeah, I, I think he he very well could uh, you know make that return if if he wants. Who knows? Again, the, the sabbatical leaves it open. I, when when I hear sabbatical in college football, I think of uh, Bill Snyder when he's he took a step away for a couple of years from Kansas State and he came right back and finished out his career and and it was a great career. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's talk. Who's next? What uh, what I know you're you're kind of well here. I'll just I'll just let you take it. Who's who, who's next? You know, I think um, there's two names that jump right off the board for me. Uh, first off, what is Gary Patterson going to do? Because you have the guy who spent two decades at TCU being the head coach. And now he's kind of I'm sure it's a cushy job, Patrick. I'm sure the having the uh, being the special assistant to the head coach at Texas is a pretty cushy job. Um, and there are reports coming out that he's 50-50. It's a coin toss on if he actually wants to come back uh, and do what he did this year. And then there's also um, – so, so, so to me, that's interesting. And, and who knows? Once again, it's, it's the Derek Mason argument of he's been a head coach for long. Does he want to step into a coordinator role, or is he just going to try to field an, another uh, head coaching job? So I think that, that that's something that goes into play with Gary Patterson. But I think a lot of people in Stillwater – 
would love that hire. And I think it just looks good. It, it, it's fun. Um, more realistically, though, I think probably if you read any who are the top 25 defensive coordinators in college football, one of them is is becoming available. And he just played OSU and he kind of shut down OSU's offense. Uh, Jim Leonard up in uh, Wisconsin, he was the interim coach this year. Luke Fickle's in. Um, Leonard, they've made it known that he's not returning in 2023. Um, so I think he should get a good, hard look. Uh, the problem there is I don't think OSU, or I don't think I know OSU is not going to be the only one calling him up um, just for how sought after he's going to be this offseason. Uh, and then I think it's always interesting. I'm always a big fan of it. But, hey, there's some great mid-major programs that are – have put together great defenses and, and you never know. I think it's worth giving a call to see if some of those guys want to elevate up a level. And, and that's what I wrote about yesterday, Patrick, with, with some of these guys, these, these mid-major coaches, they've, they've proven it on the field. And now do they want to elevate up to a power five program? Uh, and if so, I think OSU should be calling those, those, some of those guys, you know, um, so, so that's what I, I say it is right now. That That's why I think, OSU should be looking at or they're all there's a reason I'm talking to you right now Patrick and not in an office over in Boone Pickens they're smarter than me on all this stuff um so I'm sure they're making those calls or maybe they already have their short list out there you know we'll, we'll just have to wait and see sure all right let's switch switch gears a little bit uh you and I did not get into this uh yesterday uh when we recorded our podcast but really big get for Mike Boynton in uh Eric Daly Jr the, the third highest recruit that he's landed uh in his time in Stillwater uh what can you tell us about Mr Daly Yeah I, I think big time recruit is, is maybe being a little we're maybe downplaying it a little bit there Patrick just because yes the third highest overall in the Mike Boynton era and you probably ask well who are the other two well the number one recruit uh, got drafted number one overall a couple of years ago, Cade Cunningham. And, and I think everybody remembers his time in Stillwater for how memorable it was. And then the number two highest is also in this recruiting class. So number two and number three are both coming in next year. Um, and, and so when you look at Eric Daly, he's out of IMG Academy um, down there, down in Florida. Big guy. He's got some international experience too. So just kind of, I think maybe you could could put him in in that stretch four power forward role. Um, you know he can shoot. He won. Here, here's a fun fact for everybody, Patrick. Uh, he won the USA basketball under eighteen slam dunk contest. So that kind of shows you the size, the power, what what he's got going on. Uh, so yeah, huge huge get. And now OSU has a top. I think they put him at nine when I checked the other day. So. Who knows if there's been movement or not, but regardless, a top 10 recruiting class for 2023 for Mike Boynton and company. And I think everybody's super happy about that. I think now they just want to see those results translate over onto the basketball court. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, Dean, let's cut it off there for now. Uh, like I said earlier, Dean and I had a little bit longer of a podcast yesterday. Uh, we did it before the Derek Mason news, so nothing about Derek Mason in that. That's why we wanted to record here. So uh, two podcasts from us this week. You can check us out for free on Google, Apple, or Spotify. And we appreciate you very much checking us out. Uh, Dean, I know you got a story on NIL coming Sunday, right? Still, still on yep. Sunday? Okay, so we'll look forward to that. Have a good weekend, and uh, we'll catch up next week.